0: All right, Dav Chavzayin Amud page twenty-seven A. We're up to the words, Umi Mai De Taima De This is the fourth line, four lines down on Chavzayin Amud and we're discussing when multiple things together create the Isser. For example, the last case that we left off on the top of this Amud is when you have um, yeast that falls into a dough. Half of the yeast is truma yeast, half the yeast is chulin yeast, and each yeast by itself uh, would not be able to impact the dough. So do we say that it's kamisha ena, like we view them like it's nothing and neither one is playing a prominent and dominant role? Or do we say to follow whichever one is second, whichever second yeast fell, falls in, since that's the one that created the impact, that's the one that will follow. So. If you have Hulin and, and Truma that falls in, if the Truma fell in second, view the east, view the whole thing like it's Truma. And if the Hulin fell in second, view the entire thing like it is Hulin. Alright, so let's continue along. Time how do you know that the that the reason for Rebbe Yezer is like Abaye, that two things together are permitted. Maybe Rabbi blazers is just of a separate opinion, who he holds that there's a general rule, and that is always follow the achray. It doesn't make a difference whether you expected the iser to be there and you took it out, or you didn't uh, you didn't expect it and you took it out. Either way, the halacha is going to be you can eat the dough. It's not considered truma. Okay. However, but let's say the two portions of yeast, the chun and the truma, fell in at the same time. Maybe Holtaka say that it's Osir. The whole reason why he's saying it's the whole reason why he's saying. I'm sorry. Here he would say it's it's uh, permitted. Shari means allowed. Why would it be allowed? Because the, the there's no second one. In other words, like this. If one falls in second, Rebbe Lezer might give us a general rule to follow the second. But let's say they would both fall in at the same time. Maybe Taka Rebbe Lezer would agree that it would be allowed because two things, that one's Eser, one's Heter, one by itself cannot have the proper impact. Maybe he'll hold it's allowed, And the whole issue has nothing to do with with two separate entities coming together. The whole issue for Rebbe Lezer is merely an issue of that in general we say, <laughs> In general, we're going to follow the second thing. So the Gemara says, okay, Yutaka may be able to uh, approach Rebbe Yezir's opinion in that way. So rather, Ella Reb Liazor da Asherah. We're dealing with Rebbe Yezir that we're trying to say Abayi holds like is the Rebbe Liazor's p'sak of Atzei Asherah. Now, what is this halacha of Atzei Asherah? Did tonight. Again, what are we trying to do right now? What are we trying to do? Let's hold the cup. What we're trying to do is prove that when something is a product of a mixture and in that mixture is something allowed and something not allowed, Rebbe does not allow you to use that mixture. Okay? To use that product. So. We're trying to find where's Rebbe Lezer's statement that shows me this halacha. We tried proving it from the yeast. You see, there's a mixture. Rebbe Lezer doesn't allow it. He says, no, maybe Rebbe Lezer allows things that are products of, of iser and heter. But over there, he doesn't allow it because he has a separate rule of you always follow the second thing. And maybe if it falls in last, that's going to cause an issue. Bottom line is you can't use that as a proof because it fell in at different times. So we're still trying to find the source. So we learned in the Mishra about an Asherah. If a person takes branches from an Asherah tree, it's asur Bana. Now an Asherah tree is not a type of tree. It's not like a cedar tree, an oak. An Asherah tree is the name given to a tree that's used either as an Avadah or in the service of Avadah So you're not allowed to benefit from it. A person takes branches from such a tree. Hisikba and he takes the branches, and he stokes the coals of an oven with it. If it's a new oven, now we got a problem. Because this Asherah branch is playing direct roles in the establishment of this earthenware oven, like we learned yesterday. An earthenware oven gets better and stronger when it's new. When it's in a newer condition, the more you use it, the stronger it gets. So now the Asherah branch is helping play a prominent role in this oven, you're going to have to break it. Yashon, if it's already an old and established oven, Yudzan. Uh, so you just turn, put out the fire, you let it cool down, and Shalom al Yisrael, you don't say, it's not considered like this Asherah branch played a role. Ofa if let's say you baked bread in the oven while it was hot, Asurim ba'ano, you're not allowed to benefit from the bread. arvu ba'acheres, if one of these breads that were cooked in the oven, became became mixed in with other loaves of bread. So I had 20 loaves of bread. They're all baked in different ovens. I own a bakery. One oven, punked, it was now stoked with an Asherah branch and the bread that came out is Oser na. But it gets mixed in with other breads. So what's the Halacha? Um, if this loaf of bread got mixed in with regular standard kosher loaves and then those kosher loaves Get mixed in with other with other kosher loaves, kulon asurim baana is all going to be asur in ana. Okay, no no challah for sale that day. So if I have a bread that's baked in an oven that I used an ashera branch in, and that bread gets mixed in with kosher bread, I have one loaf of bread that gets mixed in with 20 loaves of bread. I don't know which loaf it is anymore. They're all asur. Now one of those loaves, I don't know if it's a Gets mixed in with 20 more loaves. All of those other loaves are aser as well. Okay? Rebbe Leezer Aimer, Rebbe Leezer says, because obviously there's no, there's no uh, bitl here. It's not nullifying. Rebbe Leezer says, Here's what you do. I'll tell you how to save all your loaves. Take whatever value the original loaf that was cooked in you know, in the oven that was used with an Asherah branch. Take the value of that bread. What is it? $10. Transfer the value of the bread onto coins and throw the coins into the Yam Now, nowadays, there's people who continue to do this. Okay. Um, and this would apply in Eretz Yisrael. If you have, let's say you buy fruits and vegetables in a store, where uh, you're not confident there's a good hekshar and they may not have taken trumas and miser in Eretz Yisro. So y- you're, you're traveling somewhere and the, the store owner is non-observant. So you don't know. So now you get got a problem because the stuff that you just took into your home is teva. So one of the ways to circumvent this is to transfer the truma and miser dika value of whatever fruit you bought onto coins. Then they take the coins from into the Yama Why? Because nobody, uh, if you try uh, deep sea diving in the Yamamelech, you're going to scream. You don't deep sea dive in the It's gone forever. The purpose of the Yamamelech is to make sure nobody ever benefits from this money. Because now it has Kedusha and um, and uh, nobody's going down there. So you throw in the Yamamelech. Amrulai ain't pidna by the The Chum arguing, Rabbi Yezir, and they say ain't pidna by the There's no such thing as transferring. Avaidazara Zara Dika value Onto coins The whole time you can transfer value onto coins Is by hektish. It's not by avaidazara. Zara But let's get to the point You see from Rebbe however That um, When you have something Which was created Both by an Asherah And something else It's going to be Aser Unless you circumvent it right? But it's going to be Aser This loaf of bread, was it cooked by an Asherah tree? No. I had a branch of an Asherah tree that I used involved but the loaf of bread wasn't... You're not going to say it's created by the Asherah branch. The Asherah branch played a role. Right? The bread was created by multiple entities. An oven, the regular coals, and this branch. And you still see the Rebeliezer holds. That's something that's created by we'll call it uh, kosher and non-kosher, right? proper and improper, is going to be asr. So maybe this is the halacha of Rebbe Leezer that we can use as a source that something created by multiple things is Usr. Says the Gemara, not necessarily. Why? Because inward the shamus laid the Rebbe Leezer maybe Rebbe Leezer's halacha of, transferring it on, uh, of needing to transfer the money because the loaves are better usr. Is strictly tough. the Zara is incredibly strict. When it comes to other yisurim in the Torah, You don't have to give up your life to not eat arla. You don't have to give up your life to not eat Climb. You don't have to give up your life to not eat other mixtures. You have to give up your life to not, to not serve an avai not be involved in avai dezara. So the, we thought we can use the halacha of atziasheira as a proof. our Ezra holds that things that are created by multiple. Entities create Iser. Well, not necessarily. Maybe it's only by a that it's Aser. But in general, if I have a product of something that's Aser and Mutter. Iser and Heter. Maybe Taka would be allowed. Because it's not as strict as of the Zara. Says Gemara. If it's Taka true. That you can't connect the Halacha of Ashera. To Klayim and other Iser and shebetara. So. So. Um, where, taka. Are you going to have a source that this is uh that this is Rebel Ezra's opinion? But item furthermore, we learned explicitly in Abrazza, the So we learned that Rebbe Bilazar agrees that it's not it's not a halacha that is that is uh strictly by Abed it applies to Kali Surim, Surah and Mamela. Um, we're sticking to our guns that it must be the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer who holds that something created by Isser and Heter is Aser. That is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Period. Okay, let's get a little bit into a discussion now about the halachas that we just mentioned in those brises. Um, Amar Abayi says, "If we're talking about Paskin, that when you have a product of multiple things, Isser and Hetter, that whatever product it is is going to be Aser." Rabbi Hainu, Rabbi Hainu, It's going to come out that Rabbi and Rabbi Liazur are of the same opinion. V'hocha about the bread in the oven. mishum And in this brisa, um, the reason why uh, the bread is going to be usher l'fi all opinions is because there's shvach eitzim. The bread, the the eitz itself, the wood itself is considered like it played an important role in the baking of the bread. And now when I eat the bread, I'm now gaining from something that was connected to avayda it's like using avayda to, to turn on my oven, turn on my grill, uh, by things that are, I take an avayda to, to be a firefighter, somebody serves this fire. If somebody's serving a fire as an avayda zara, can I go ahead? Take a uh, take a pan, put it on top, and start cooking my hot dogs, cooking my franks. How about that? It's an avodah dessert. Honey, kares is Lucas asiri. So, we're going to say as well that the same thing would apply not only to an oven, but even to plates, cups, jugs, uh, because and we're going to say they have to be broken because they uh, they benefited from avodah zarah. Ki pligi, where's their machleikas? when it comes to a tanor, an oven or a pot. if you hold that multiple things playing a role is also like Rebbe Ezar. Ussser. It's going to be a problem. Shari, it's going to be allowed because it's not considered Hanna yet. It's not considered benefit yet until that which is Ar is Mamish, with that which is Mutar Amri, those that say the halacha a little differently, the psak halacha a little differently. I feel the man the Omar even according to the Omar who old Zev is mutter. If you argue on Rebbe Liazor, k'deira asura, a new pot is going to be asur. Why? Where's the impact? The ha bishula because it, it, uh, it would have already had food before the. the the heterdicke wood, the allowed wood, is placed underneath it because here's how a cadera works. Let's explain. When um, usually, usually, people don't cook like noodles. Okay, how do you make, how do you make uh, not fresh noodles? How do you make noodles that you buy in the store? So you take water, you boil it up. When the water comes to a rolling boil, you add the noodles, right? That's an unusual way of cooking. Most people cook like chicken soup. It's chicken soup. How do you make chicken soup? You wait for the water to boil before dropping in the chicken, the kneedlech, and the vegetables. No, maybe the kneedlech. But the, when you make chicken soup, you put you throw everything in before as it's heating up, before it even gets hot. Okay. And Mamela the I'm, I'm sorry, Mamela Rebbe would would uh, admit, we'll call it, that um using a pot is considered a benefit even before the fire completely heats up. Because you don't need the complete heat of the fire to allow me to benefit. I'm benefiting even prior to it being a large fire. So if let's say I have kosher wood, and then I add atzey ashera dikka wood. Or atzey ashera dikka wood, and then I add kosher wood. Since people are benefiting, we're benefiting at some point in the cooking, no matter what, from, the, from it being there, Rebbe would agree to Rebbe Lezer that by a kadeira, specifically, in a pot, the food is going to be usher. What about an oven? An oven's not like that. You preheat the oven first, right? First you have the fire on, and then you add the food. You don't stick your challah into an oven at zero degrees and let the oven heat up and then uh, let it bake as that's happen. By cooking, you, usually it happens all zaman When it comes to an oven, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a different flow of the process. And Mamela Rebbe would have one opinion by an oven and another opinion by the pot's. Am Rabbi Yesafam Rabbi Ramashmu. Tan Rosikablipe Arlo. If a person is using the peels of Arlo, which is forbidden to benefit from as coals. Ibekashan shall kalaikaram or straws of Klay. Chodosh Utats, if it's a new oven, you gotta break it. Yashon, if it's an old oven. Yutzun, you just gotta let it cool off. Of you bake bread in the oven while it's still hot. Rabbi Yamirapas Buteras Rebbe says, it's besader. Achalme Rapasura. And Rebbe says the is Usr, says the Gemara, but we just quoted a brisa uh, uh, ten minutes ago that said the opposite. we learned that Rebbe said it's Usr, and the cham said it's mother. And here we're saying Rebbe says his mutter, say it's mother, the cham says it's Usr. So the Gemara says you're right. Shmuel Shmuel Taka learned that uh, he flipped around the opinions. So we have a machlekas as to what the machlekas is. or another approach can be not that small is arguing on what the machlekas is, but. That Shmuel holds that we paskin uh, like Rebbe when, when the one, um, one other Tana argues on him, but not when multiple Tanaim argue on him. Um, but in the, in the case of the oven, Shmuel says, I have a Chiddush. Here we're going to paskin like Rebbe, even though the Rabbim argue on Rebbe. Usually, if it's Rebbe against another Tana, we paskin Rebbe. If it's Rebbe against multiple Tanoim, we paskin like the other Tanoim. But over here, Shmuel's giving us a unique halacha, that even though multiple Tanoim are arguing on Rebbe, we're still paskining like Rebbe. The sabar, why? Because Shmuel holds, And therefore, since this was a unique psak for Shmuel, he says, I'm just going to switch it around, just so... I'm quoting the Cham as being the ones who hold its Asr. Why? This way, people will listen to me and they'll say, oh, it's Taka Asr because the Cham say that. But really, it was Rabbi Yehuda. But he was nervous. If I, quote, if I would just quote Rabbi Akadosh, if I would just quote Rabbi to say Asr, people say, oh, but the Rabbim argue on him, so Mamela's really Mutter. So he gave the Isr opinion to the Rabbim so that people, the main thing was not who said it, the main thing is what the Yidin are going to do. That's, uh, that's the Gemara's answer. Okay. We said in the brisa that if a person bakes the bread um, on coals of uh, the peels of arla, okay, something which generally is forbidden to benefit from, the, you can still eat the bread. I'm Rabbi Barashi Amar Rabbi we have Rabbi one of them says, Yehuda says, or doesn't say which one specifically, but either Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Yehuda Barashi says, This is only true with Gecholim that are Um Rashi says, Gecholim Aimimais are Gecholim that are on their way to cooling off. Okay, they're on their way down. What happens is uh, coals take a while to heat up, right? And then they remain strong, and then after a certain amount of time, they start to cool down. So this halacha of bishla gabe gecholam, that if you take the bread and cook it over coals of arla, clay, and whatever, it's mutter, that's only because the coals were already dying down. That's the first opinion. Avo gakhalam leich shoyz asurim. If the gachalim would still be smoking hot and in their prime, he would not allow the bread to be eaten. Okay? Why? It's considered direct benefit from that which is usher. The amar. the other opinion is I feel Mutarim. Okay? Even if it's burning hot coals, it's still permitted to use. Okay? Why? Because, this is a very interesting psaq. Here's the machoikas. Do you view the coals as a chefza? As the coals as an object? And therefore, if I look at the object, and this object is completely burnt, so even if it's piping hot, It's a a burnt-up entity. Yes, I'm using it for a secondary benefit. But this is like, it's like a burnt loaf of bread. Like, what is it? Nothing. So do I view coals as coals? Or do I view coals as a source of heat? What's the Nafkamina? If I view coals as coals, so as soon as they get piping hot, this coal is completely burnt up. And I should be permitted to benefit from it. It's a completely burnt up coal. Because I'm viewing it as a coal. But if I'm viewing coal as just a, as a source of heat, not as an entity, not as a chefza, not as, a, as something, but I'm viewing it as a source of heat. So while it's being a source of heat, it has its purpose, and I'm not allowed to benefit from it. The only time I'm allowed to benefit is once the heat starts cooling down, is it considered like it's used up. That's the machoikas over here. How do you view how do you view this forbidden arla peel? When it's piping hot, is it considered burnt up and I'm allowed to benefit, or do we say no? When it's piping hot, it's a cold. You can't. Okay. So says the Gemara. If you hold that it's asur when it's mam is smoking hot, we'll say okay because it played an active role in the past. But according to one who says that when the coals are piping hot. Uh, it's still allowed. Pasta So, how in the world are you going to ever find bread that is osar? You bake bread when things are piping hot. And if, it, if you hold when it's piping hot, it's still mutter because you view the coal as a chetza and it's a burnt up thing. So, how do you ever find a situation, a story, a case that. Coals are going to play a dominant role in the establishment of bread and to make it usher. When is it ever going to have coals uh, bread that's usher due to the coals? Because whenever you cook bread on coals, it's either piping hot or it's cooling off. Um, Amara Papa Papa says, Kishavuka ke negdai. The, the only time taka bread is going to be usher is Kishavuka ke Okay? And that is when coals or any wood starts to um starts out so it has flames everybody uh i should say everybody but most people i mean nowadays people are it's very common to have gas grills all right but well we were kids in europe in the stuttle right so uh we had to make a barbecue we'd go on a picnic yeah so what do you do you like the coals the coals are lit are they hot while the fire is going out no they can cook but you wait you don't you don't light things. You don't cook things while the flames are hot. While the flames are burning, you let the coals burn. And then when the flame goes down and the coals are piping hot, that's when you stick on the, the hot dogs, hamburgers, and steaks. The chicken, right? That's when you stick everything on. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you when it's mutter, when, you, when it, the fire is still there in the first stage of the lighting. Once it's very hot, usar. Um, I'm sorry, what's very hot, mutter, according to that opinion. Once it's cooling down, also mutter. When's it Usr? When the flame is still there in the first stage of the game. Top of Amod Bez. It says the Gemara, mm-hmm. seems that the Rabbanon who argue on Rebbe L'Ezer permitted even when there is a flame. According to them, that it's going to be mutter if they're arguing. Where are you ever going to find the case of forbidden coals on the bread, Amarav Mahoma, Kishar Shifa. When, you're right, it's not going to be dealing with an oven, specifically when you have a Kishar Shifa. A Kishar Shifa, Rashi explains, is a sturdy, um, we'll call it a chair. It's like a sturdy chair that was molded together by heat of this wood. Okay, so... Let's say I have a, a, a chair is a, a, I have a chair that's created of multiple pieces and the flame that molded the pieces of the chair together was a flame created from an asherah tree. Okay? Or, I'm sorry, not an tree. From Calayim, from Orla. So over there the Chum will agree that in that scenario where the flame is not needed to cook bread, but the flame is needed to even create the kli in the first place, that's considered a direct benefit. And that's going to be usher. The only time the Rabbanon allow a benefit from a flame is um, when you're going to benefit from the actual burning of the wood. But now that I'm benefiting even from what the wood did, that's Taka going to be Usser according to Rev. Ami Bar Chama. Okay, brand new Shailah. Brand new Shailah. It's a little bit connected to the previous discussion, but it's a, it's a brand new question. Fascinating Shila. And we're going to get into a similar scenario, except instead of using something that's Usser to benefit from because of Arla, Klayim, we're not going to be dealing with hekdish. So let's go. You're not allowed to benefit from hectish, right? If a person um, is uh, burning up in an oven with hectish wood, So you have a regular oven, you're baking bread, but the oven's being heated with hectish wood, wood that's been sanctified for the base HaMikdash. The raban of Ma'i. According to Rabban, who say that you're allowed to use that, that it's still permitted to use that bread If you used Arla and Dikah Wood. What would they hold by Hektish? Amar a So Rami Barchama asked this question from Rav Chista, And Rav Chista says back to him It's a problem It's going to be us Okay, we're more strict on Hektish Ask the Gemara why Uma ben Zula Why is Hektish strict. Yet if I uh, use forbid Arlo, which forbidden the benefit, it's allowed. I'll tell you. Because it's a matter of the, the nullification process. In order for me to, for, in order for this bread to be considered that it benefited from the flame, the additional flame of whatever is there how much benefit was there? Let's say you had Arla uh, coals and regular coals, and now I cook the bread. So how do you balance out? How do you know how much the Arla coals actually played a role in the creation of this bread? So you have to figure it out. What's the way to figure it out? You, 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 you do measurements. You take measurements. How much is there? How much heat did it get? Well, here's the halakha, says the Gemara. Arla is bottle in 200. One 200th two of arla is bottle. You're allowed to eat it. Hektish is never bottle, even in a thousand. And therefore, answer the Gemara very simply. Why is it? Says Rav am um, Sorry. Says Rava. Uh, Rava explains you want to know why it is that a more strict about hectish wood being in the oven and baking the bread than I am over Arla? I'll tell you why. Because Arla can be butled, So whatever benefit from Arla could have been nullified in the oven. Maybe I had 200 pieces of wood. One wood of Arla, 199 of regular. So I could be lenient. It's kosher bread. The Arla is It's not considered benefit. Masha Enkain. As opposed to if let's say I have one stick of hectish in the oven. And 199 sticks of kulin, it's still a problem. And that's why I'm going to be more strict when hektish gets mixed in than I will by Arla. And therefore, there's a very clear distinction between hektish and Arla. So, Allah Marava, so rather, Rabba says, I got a question, I, I have a question. I don't feel, it's not a question why there's difference in Allah between hektish and Arla. It's very clear why there's a difference. But if you're going to ask a question, here's the question that should be asked. If you can going to ask a question, here's the question. The problem is the person who lit the fires in the first place has transgressed me'ila by lighting the wood call And as soon as somebody was by lighting it for his personal benefit and sticking it into his oven, guess what happens? It becomes chulen. That's a good kasha. You know why? Because now it's not even considered like I had hektish wood with in my oven. Because as soon as the guy lit it, for his personal use, he's Chayev kares because he was mail, but the halacha of me'ila is, yes, the one who did it is Chayev kares. but this thing is no longer hektish. So it's not even considered like it's hektish wood in the oven with my khulin, and now that it's not hektish, the bread should be kosher. Kabaldik. That's a good kasha, says Rav. Amar Papa, answers, hacha ba'atzei shlamem no, I'll tell you why we're strict over here. We're dealing with atzei shlomin, wood that was set aside as hektish specifically for shlomim, okay? for a shlomim offering. Now, what does that make in Afkamina? What's the difference if it's set aside for a shlomim? Ba'aliba, the Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar, the Pinnah, the Rabbi Yehuda, who says, hektish b'shaygeig mischalel If a person makes something hektish by mistake, mischalel, it, it, it doesn't remain hektish. Let's say I thought something was needed for the Beis mikdash. okay, and um, I thought that by doing this it makes it hektish, and uh, and it really doesn't. It. Allah says is it's not hektish, okay. ain't but if I did it b'meizid, it remains hektish. We'll explain in a moment what's happening. in my time of life. Why is it that if a person did it um it remains hektish? since it's uh, it's not capable of having me'ilah here. So me'ilah it will not leave to chulin. So shlomim nami. here's the point. Here's the th- here's the thrust. Shlomim by a carbon shlom as well. When I set aside wood to be a shlomim, since it's not capable of becoming me'ilah. It doesn't become chulin. Let's explain the halacha because we're going to ask on this in a moment. What is this halacha of a person doing something b'shaygig or bemaze? So, the only time something is considered me'ila is if a person does it b'shaygig. Okay? Um, if a person unintentionally uses something that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, that's considered me'ila. Um, a person who does it on purpose I walk into the Beis HaMikdash and I purposely use something that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash. It's, this, it's a fascinating uh, halacha, but you don't, it's not considered me'ila. It's a tremendous aveira, but me'ila, it's kind of like, when you bring a karmachatas when you transgress B'Shayig, if you did a b'mezid, you don't bring a karmachatas. You did a worse aveira, but there's no chiev chatas. That's not part of the consequence that comes out in aver b'mezid. The same thing is true built into the Hilchas Me'ilah is that um, only if it entered the category of Me'ilah, which is I did it by gig, does it now become Chulin. But if I did it on purpose, it can't become Chulin. See, here's the answer. The carbon Shlomim, what's a carbon It was a peace offering. So the, the owner would bring a carbon shlamim to the base of why is it called the shlamim? So there's different opinions. One particular, the main opinion that we know of is it brings shalom between the one who brought the carbon, the kohen and Hashem, because everybody gets a part of this animal. The in a carbon shlamim, the the one who brings the animal, the owner gets some of the meat, the kohen gets some of the meat, and some of the meat gets burnt on his back. So like everybody's invited to the party, right? It brings shalom. Uh, it brings shalom between uh, between everybody. And therefore, by a carbon we'll say that there's really no such thing as a a, uh, a shygeg creation of haktish. Because since the person's going to benefit, there's really no aspect of chulin here. Since is it taka true that whenever a person lights up an oven and uh, and all of a sudden they're over on meilah, so now it's it's not chulin. We're asking on Rava's question. Rabbi had a question. If you're going to ask a question, this should be the question. "I, how's it even? Mila went out to Chul. So well, one second. Let, let's ask on, on that premise. But we to the Anything that, that needs to be burnt up, even their aether, even the ashes, uh, once it's burnt up, the ashes become allowed. Except for the ashes of an asherah wood, okay? So you have a wood that's set aside for a desert, that word is burnt up, you're still not allowed to benefit from the ashes, the efer hektish, and also efer of hektish is always going to be aser. Now here's the problem. Once something that's kaddish becomes burnt up, so shouldn't it become no, uh, shouldn't it become Hulin because the person transgressed me'ila? If Rav is correct, that as soon as it's lit up, the wood is lit. The guy transgressed, and now it's chulin. Why does the Brysa say, why are the ashes usser? They're chulin. It's chulin ashes. The guy transgressed me'ila by burning it. So now the ashes should certainly be, be, be mutter. Why is it usser? If, if it's true that it goes out to chulin. Omar Rami Rami explains, No, we're not dealing with the guy transgressed. It was over a by lighting the wood. Okay, uh, the wood was out in the sun for too long near a magnifying glass, so nobody transgressed meila. You're not allowed to use the ashes de Inish enish de nimo because nobody transgressed meila. Rav Amar says, "I'll give you another situation, another circumstance. shatun and We're dealing with ashes of truma. The tanya v'samu benachas. It you put the ashes of the truma." Um, right next, you, you should put it down uh, gently, it means you should put all of it down gently and also make sure that you keep an eye on it, you take care of it and Memela Memela the Pasuk lets me know that, that uh, even though it's now ashes it, it keeps its kadusha and that's why it's going to be asr, period end of that discussion okay we're done with that. Done. We're entering a completely new Sugi. And the Sugi that we're entering now is how do I burn my chametz? Or better yet, how do I get rid of my chametz? How do I get rid of my chametz? So let's go back to Pesach. After all, we're learning the as P'sachim. Yeah, even though Psachim is taking us all over Shas, Baruch Hashem. So here we go. Reb Yudai Marimbi or Rebut says. That you must burn your comments. You can't, you can't just uh, put it out in the garbage, throw it out into the wind. You gotta burn your comments. Tani with to i says, and be your comments, Allah's for the only way to burn your comments. The only way to get rid of your comments is with burning. And it's learned out from a Kavachai meruman, nice, or shaynabababali matze. When it comes to nice, things left overnight in the base mikdash that were supposed to be eaten prior, the halacha is. You're allowed to have them, you're allowed to see them, you're allowed to have them in your rishos, your domain, um, and mu- still it must be burnt. Which it is a transgression to have in your domain, like Koshkin, Shatun, and Shayfa, certainly it should need to be burnt. Okay, that's going to be a of source. Why do I need to burn my Khabbah Chimer? If you need to burn Naisar, which it's not usher to own it, and you still must burn it, something that's usher to own. You must burn it. Now we're assuming right now that when you, when you burn something, that is the be- that is the most, um, that is the strongest way to get this chametz out of here, out of my domain. It ain't ever coming back. It's burnt up. So if it's to, if, if I need to burn something when it's not even aser to own it, tavachaimer, I should have to burn it when it is aser dinus. Taka Gutsvar. What says the Gemara? Say the Chacham. Amrullah, they said to Rabbi Huda. No. Guess what? You're trying to make a Kaaba Khimir and create a stringency in Hilchas Pesach. Guess what? You're not creating a Chumrah. you're creating a kula. How? By Rabbi Huda saying it must be burnt. How? The Khhamads must burn. How's that being a kula? How's, how's that being lenient on, on chametz? Because Lay matza If a person is on a boat on Erev Pesach fleeing from anti-Semitism and he has chametz with him and it's almost Pesach he doesn't have wood for a fire. According to Rabbi Yehuda, if the only way to do beer chametz is with a fire, what's, what, what, what's the guy going to do? Nothing. Throw it overboard, there's no point. You're not burning it anyway. Say the to of Yehuda, you're being strict. Oh, you must do it a fire. It's actually a leniency because everybody who doesn't have access to a fire is going to keep their chametz. Because what's the difference? If I keep it, get it out of my rishos, it's the same thing according to Rabbi Yehuda. Because they're not burning it anyway. Why uh, for He'll sit there and twiddle his thumbs. But the Torah says, You've got to get out of your homes. Called Bisa, which means how whatever whatever capabilities you have to get rid of it, go do it. That's the machlech. of Reb Yudanacham? Reb Yudan says, "I have a kavachaimer," and Nacham say, "No. Kavachaimers only work when you're giving stringencies to the strict. When you're going to end up being lenient on the strict side." That ain't a Kavachim. Khaim. Yehuda is going to agree to this because this is, this is beautiful bare bones logic. Says the Gemara, Chaza Yehuda Yehuda says, You're right, that's not a quality Kavachim. I'm going to come up with a different source why I'm right. Naisar Asr Bachim. Alacha is, Naisar, things that are left over past their time. You're not allowed to eat it. Okay? The Chometz Asr B'Achila. And Chometz, once you get past midday, is also Asr B'Achila on Arab Pesach. Chometz Compare the Halachas. All right? Now, what's Rabbi Yehuda doing here? Interestingly, Rabbi Yehuda is leaving the category of Ka'va because Kavachaymer won't work. And instead, he's making either a Binyanav, it's more, more appropriately, it's a shava. He's saying if the Halacha of Naisar, where you can't eat it here, must be burned, so whenever you can't eat it, it also must be burned. It's not a, kavach, it's not a Kavachaymer, it's a shava. learning two similar Halachas to each other. Amrulai. Lacham say, uh-uh, that doesn't work either you're not allowed to eat a person that has a cow that uh, that kicks the bucket do you have to burn it? is it kosher? no am I allowed to eat it? no but do I need to burn it? You don't need to burn your animal's carcass so you see just because something is usher to eat doesn't mean you burn it half fresh no, that's not a good point. It's not a good question. There's a difference. Because nicer, you can't eat and benefit. A neveila, if a cow kicks the bucket, are you allowed to use its hide? Yeah. Are you allowed to sell its meat? Yeah. You could benefit. So therefore, you have no question. I still have a Naisar, you can't eat, you can't benefit, and it must be burnt. So Hamath, you can't can benefit, also must be burnt. amulai they said to him, no, I'll tell you. Shar where there's a p'sak misa on the animal for killing a human. What happens to an animal that gets stoned? You can't eat, you can't benefit. Do they burn up the animal afterwards? No. They just dispose of it. So you see, just because something's is doesn't mean you have to burn it. Amalahem. Peter says hefrish. No. Shara Niskal is different. Nisar, asr ba'chilu ba'nav onushkares. Because by Nisar, you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to benefit. And if you do eat, you're chayav karis. The chametz, asr ba'chilu ba'nav onushkares. Chametz, you can't eat. You can't benefit. If you do eat on purpose, you're chayav karis. That's not true by a shara niskal. Ashara Niskal, if I eat and benefit, it's Asr, but not Man Kharis. Ma Nisur have Khamat And therefore that should be my source. Why uh should be my source that you have to burn Khamat. they said to him, No, I we have another uh, upslug on you, another disproof. The forbidden fats of a shahra will prove you wrong because that to eat forbidden fats is asar qareis. You're not allowed to eat it. And are not allowed benefit, and there's a Karis, because it is chaylev. All forbidden chaylev is a chiyuv The ain't and you still don't need to burn the chaylev. So you still have no proof that chametz must be burnt. So Chaza Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi went again, and he made another halacha. He said, and he, has, he says, I'll come with another source. Naisar Yeshnu b'bal s'aysiro. By Nysar, there's an Avera of you can't leave it past the proper time. Once you leave it past a time space, a time frame, then it becomes Usser. Time creates the Isser by Nysar, right? I'm allowed to eat the animal by day and by night. As soon as the morning comes, boom. Or I can eat my animal only by day. As soon as night comes, boom, Usser. Time creates the Isser. By defin- what is Nysar? It's a leftover past its time. Same thing by chametz. The <laughs> chametz, b'bal say chametz, it's the same thing. Yeah, say <laughs> uh, Once it gets past a certain time, you're not allowed to have it in your domain. Don't leave it over. B'aliyirah, Ma Bisrefa, just like naisar, you needs to be burnt once it gets past your time frame. Av chametz b'sreifa, amrulai. So the cham responds them as well. No, Ashum What about the Alakha of a asham Tali? An ashram tolly is if a person's unsure whether he's Chayav in a carbon chatas, okay, he's not sure whether he did an avera gig. So you bring in ashum tali. This is in case I sinned Non-intentionally, it's like a hanging ashum, right? So that's how that's how you uh, you get a kapara for that. So ashram tali, the chatas sa'if a bala or a chatas bird that's also brought on a suffix. um and uh, this is dealing with... We know there's a halacha. After a woman gives birth, she's chayif to bring multiple carbonas If she has, let's say, an early stage miscarriage, and it's not sure whether it's a... Uh, you know, whether it's a... Uh, there actually was a baby uh, in there, so then she brings a carbon, you know, on suffolk, whether it was a birth. So, according to your own words, you will disprove yourself. They also have this transgression of because these carbonized even though they're brought on a the suffolk, they have a specific time period that they must be eaten. And we say that if you do leave it over, they need to be burned. But you, Rabbi Yehuda, he actually argues and he holds that those animals don't get burned. So he's... So to speak, you know, to say this better, you kind of sticking your foot in your mouth. You got to be careful, right? Because you hold in that situation, it, uh, it needs kvura one second. According to you, that's a classic case of Shrefa, because it passed the time space. Anything that passed, the, anything that passed the time space, should be chayev uh, sreifa. So Shosak Reb Yehuda, Reb Yehuda was silent, which means that he's he admitted that their halacha is correct and. The Chometh does not need to be gotten rid of through fire. Amar um, Rabbi Yasef. Rabbi Yasef says, Hainu da amri inshi. Um, This is what people say. Words, how did we prove Rabbi Yudah wrong? By his own words. If he wouldn't have given a sock elsewhere that you bury the bird, he wouldn't have been wrong. Rabbi Yasef says, Hainu da inshi. Kapo nagra. Yeah. Um, the, the same uh, bowl that the uh, carpenter made is the bowl that he uh, bit his tongue with or hurt his tongue with. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I, I, you, you stick your foot in your mouth, right? You started it, sometimes you start something and end up getting burnt to it. Amr Rabbi Abay says, And sometimes the person who makes the chains ends up in the chains. Midvill yaday and he's he's paid back through his own uh, his own uh, hard work. Rav Amar Ravah says giyara begiri mikdal that sometimes the guy who makes guns is killed by a gun. The guy who makes an arrow is killed by an arrow. The guy makes midvill yaday and he's he's paid back through his own uh, his own work. Um, All right. But we'll hold it here. Yeshua Kayach, we're up to the two dots on Dav Chav Ches, Ahmed Aulath, Abez Hashem, and Mati Shabbos. We will pick up from the two dots.